1: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting edge science, the wisdom of the ages, the lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences in how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you should ask for a knock, and we will tackle the subject of obliger shame. I have so much to say. <laughs> I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in my little home studio here in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who is one of my very
0: favorite obligers. (laughs) That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and Gretchen, I have definitely felt obliger shame, so this will be a good episode for me. We have
1: so much to talk about.
0: But Gretchen, first, we have had a great response to our soporific, (laughs) more happier episode. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, we had a quiet, slow, calm conversation that was meant to be mildly interesting. Just interesting enough Uh for people to listen to and just to lull you into sleep. Yes. And it was about the different jobs on the Hollywood set which is something that is mildly interesting.
1: Except for the people who found it extremely interesting. And we've heard from both kinds of people. The kind of people who fell asleep and the kind of people who are very interested. So it was a win-win. But if you need help going to sleep, uh, Alyssa and I were saying, we always try to be as interesting as possible. So it was sort of a a real challenge for us to try to keep it calm. It was hard for us, Elizabeth. Yes,
0: (laughs) Yes, we put ourselves to sleep, but we had a good time. Also,
1: I want to say that I am so thrilled. It is such an honor. I have my Happier app, and it has been nominated for not just one, but for two Webby Awards. Um, Webby Yay. Awards are given, yeah, given for excellence on the internet, and the Happier app was nominated twice in the apps and software category for both Best Visual Design Function and Best User Interface. And you can win from the judges, but also People's Voice, which is where people vote for what they want. So you guessed it. I would so appreciate it. <laughs> I will load you with gold stars. If you are so inclined and you're excited to weigh in on the app, if you go to happiercast.com slash that's W-E-B-B-Y-S. You can learn more, cast your vote. It's easy and quick. And it's. I really appreciate it so much because this is a big deal and it's really exciting. So
0: thank you. Yes. Well, Gretch, I voted in both categories. And also I um, have the links up at our Happier in Hollywood Facebook group. So people can find the links there as well. Yeah.
1: Well, I've worked with like such a brilliant imaginative team on this. And we're so thrilled by... How it looks and how easy it is to use. It's really exciting to get this kind of recognition from from others. Yes. Yes.
0: Congratulations. It's an honor to be nominated. It is. It is. But you (laughs) want (laughs) to win.
1: Yes, indeed. Now, the Try This at Home for this week is to... Ask for
0: a knock. Now, why are you suggesting this, Scratch?
1: Well, this is an idea that I talked about way back in my book, Happier at Home, and I've been thinking about it again recently. So, the idea of ask for a knock is I realized it's it's back to this idea of identify the problem. And what I was realizing Mm. at that time was that I was really snapping at my daughters, even though I didn't want to, I was. And then I thought, well, what is the problem? Mm. And I realized what was happening is that my daughters were coming into my office and sort of interrupting me when I was in mid-thought. And I'm one of these people that I really don't like being wrenched out of a thought. Like, I jump, you know, very dramatically, and it really makes me irritable when I don't have a transition like that where somebody interrupts me. And I realized that just by saying to my daughters, just knock on the door and wait for me to say, come in— will help me manage that transition because I'll be able to sort of move myself out of what I was doing and finish a thought or like finish a word if I'm mid-thought. And then I'll be able to behave myself because I won't be interrupted. And mm-hmm. so it really, really helped me with this low-level snapping, which, Elizabeth, is one of my, my major vices that I'm always battling, which yes. is snap, being
0: snappish. Which this reminds me of something we talked about on Happier in Hollywood. A little bit different, but we talked about um, don't interrupt the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> meaning in Hollywood, the one time that is the most yes, sacred yeah. is when you are pitching yes. something. And so, a couple who were both, you know, in the business. Started a thing saying, I'm, it's basically like, assume I'm pitching now, meaning don't interrupt me. And it just lets people know, hey, I have boundaries right Right. now. And it's, this is kind of adjacent to that. And this became really important when everyone started working from home. Because of course it's very easy to get interrupted when you're working at home, which is where you're working most of yes. the time. So it makes sense that you had this issue of needing a knock.
1: Well, and I think so there's the literal asking for a knock or like saying don't interrupt the pitch. But I also think that this works on on, on a metaphoric level, which is like tell other people what you need. So they can cooperate. So they can respect a boundary. Yes. So they can make things easier for you because it's not hard to give a knock if you know that that's important to somebody. And I was really surprised how quickly Eliza and Eleanor like right even to this day. It's always like
0: tap tap tap. Right. But you but
1: you you have to enunciate that often. Now you might say, well, anybody with good manners knows to knock before you come into a room. But I had to actually say, it's really important for me just to have that signal. I think it's part of identify the problem, but it's also like identify the behavior that you want others to observe. With a pitch, it doesn't help to get angry at somebody when they interrupt the pitch if you haven't explained to them.
0: Hey, I'm going to do this now. Yes. Yeah. And it could be, obviously, it doesn't have to actually be a pitch. It can just be, hey, I need this uninterrupted time. That means can you deal with the dog yeah. if the dog needs to go out? Can you answer the door? Yes. Can you watch the kid? Because we all need these sacred times to do whatever it is we need to yeah. do. Maybe it's take yeah. a nap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rest 22 and 22.
0: Yeah, so I think this is
1: this is just one of these things where maybe a solution to a problem is more straightforward than we think or at least we can try something pretty straightforward. So let us know if you do try this at home and whether asking for a knock literally or figuratively works for you. What are you asking for a knock for? Let us know on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Drop us an email at podcast at gretchenrubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 373 for everything related
0: to this episode. Coming up, we have a delightful happiness hack. But 1st this break. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince com slash Gretchen. Elizabeth,
1: I just love this hack from a listener.
0: Yes, this comes from Gabrielle. She says... I cannot remember whether Gretchen or Elizabeth collected stickers as a child. That was me. But the New York Public Library is now selling a large collection of stickers curated by John Darian. John Darien is known for designing housewares with vintage graphics, lots of insects, flowers, and antique manuscripts. It might make someone happier. And Gretchen, you have gone... John Darian sticker collection happy. Oh my
1: goodness. Yes, I'm going to hold it up for people who are watching on YouTube and we'll post a picture in the show notes. This thing is amazing. I immediately bought many for gifts for many, many people. Yeah. If you love stickers, I, Elizabeth, you collected stickers, but I, I now collect stickers. I love stickers. These, yeah. many of these stickers are really oversized. So they're unusual and they're vintage. So it's like an old fashioned elephant or a color wheel or a palette or a beetle. I mean, they're just, they're beautiful and they're really unusual. Now, if you know John Darian, like our mother loves John Darian. He's known for these plates that he does. He's got beautiful, beautiful things. If you go to the website, they have a little video showing you all different creative ways you can use these stickers. And that's part of what I love is that it kind of set my mind on fire. You know, sometimes when you have a new tool you think of all these creative things that you can do. And because these stickers, they're so much more sophisticated and adult than most stickers. And they're also very in size much more than most stickers. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what can I do?
0: And Gretchen, we should mention, we were shocked at the price. The sticker book is $35. And when you look at what it has, it, it seems like a bargain. Yeah,
1: it's, it's big, it's heavy, it's beautiful. It really feels like it's just like a great gift for anyone who's at all interested in, I don't know, creative stuff, crafts, making things. Yeah. So it's like either for yourself to have a beautiful tool or as a gift for other people. It's great. And I have to say, listen, OK, so I bet you can guess what my problem was, which was that I wanted to save all the stickers and you wanted
0: it pristine. I wanted it pristine.
1: And I almost thought about buying two two books, one that I would keep pristine and then one I would actually use. But then I decided, no, Gretchen, spend out. And I, I had something that I needed stickers for and they had exactly the right little sticker for what I needed. Like, look at these pretty little flowers. So I did use it. And oh so it's God. not complete anymore. And I just had to, like, spend out, remind myself to use it. So, you can buy it from the New York Public Library and then it supports the library, which is wonderful. I will post a link to that. Also, if you want to see more of what John Darien creates and also want to watch that video with the suggestions of how they show people using it, I will also post a link to that.
0: Love that hack, Gretch. It taps into my fantasy self who wants to do beautifully wrapped gifts with brown paper and then cover it with like elegant stickers. Well, and I'm
1: always reusing a gift bag. You could slap a rooster sticker on a yellow gift bag. And all of a sudden, it feels very special. Yes. So thank you, hey, Gabrielle. Good idea. We loved it. We loved it. Yes. And now it's time for a four tendencies tip. And Elizabeth, this was inspired by a comment that you got on Happier in Hollywood.
0: Yes, Gretchen. Um, this came from Gina. She said, is obliger shame a thing that's been discussed on the podcast or here? Has anyone else noticed this syndrome? I find that a lot of people have shame around the idea of needing external accountability. They think they should be able to do certain things on their own or that they shouldn't need help with certain things. They'll often avoid getting help or seeking accountability while shitting all over themselves, not getting the things done, feeling guilty about it, and further shaming themselves for it. I used to be this way big time, but thankfully I got over it. I'll take all the help and accountability I can get and the grass is totally greener on the other side where I get more done and maybe have some company to boot. I say down with obligers shame for all. So Gretch, I love this. And I brought this up to you because I said, have we talked about obliger shame? Like I so relate to this and I feel like so many obligers do. So we are addressing it today. Well, I've never heard this phrase obliger shame before, but I've certainly heard many
1: obligers say this, that they feel sheepish or about the fact that they need outer accountability, or they feel weak for needing outer accountability, or that they wanna evolve out of it. Like, oh, I have outer accountability now, but you know, I wanna kick the training wheels off and like evolve into being inner accountability. Like, to me, I so I mean I, I, will, I object to this, or I, I don't I don't know how to say it. like this makes yeah. me this makes me sad. This makes me no, I'm like, no, look, all of the tendencies have strengths and weaknesses. And so when you look at the people who are the happiest, healthiest, most productive, and most creative, it's the people who have figured out the strengths and used the strengths and have figured out the weaknesses and limitations and organized around that. And so for an obliger, it's like, yeah, you need outer accountability. And guess what? It's like the biggest group. For both men and women, you've got plenty of company. Obligers need outer accountability. They do not evolve out of it. And there's nothing wrong with it. You are who you are. You need what you need. Set things up to suit yourself. And I think sometimes this obliger shame comes from upholders, questioners, and rebels who are sort of like, well, why do you need that? Mm. Or I don't need that, so you're wrong to need that. Or you should learn to go without that. It also gets tied up into this idea of intrinsic motivation. And that's like a whole different way of looking at things, which I personally don't find as helpful as thinking about expectations just in terms of understanding how to set yourself up for success. I understand intrinsic and extrinsic motivation in terms of why it's interesting to think about your values and it's important. It's extraordinarily important to think about your values. But like, let's put all that aside and just focus on like, how do you get yourself to do what you want? Or how do
0: you help someone else get what they want? Out of themselves, right? Well, and I love what Gina said when she said, "I love how I feel on the other side, which is getting things yes. done." And then also, and she said, "and to have company to boot." I mean, there are advantages to uh, accountability partners and all of that because hiking with another person instead of hiking alone, for instance, is uh, connections. Yes. So there are advantages to being an obliger yes. and needing accountability. You can see it as a positive. Absolutely. And look, obligers, some of the biggest, most successful,
1: greatest leaders, greatest thinkers are obligers. Like you're exactly right. There's so much that comes with it. There's so much strength that that comes from the obliger tendency. And I just it feels like a an obstruction to sort of think like, well, there's something wrong with it or it has to be surmounted or it has to be denied or it's illegitimate in some way or it's less strong or it shows that you have less purpose. It's just a thing that some people need. And the question is, how do you get it in the way that's right for you? Like you say. Some obligers get it through, like, a social connection, and that can be great. But then there are, there are obligers who are introverted who don't want to get accountability through, like, a social interaction. There are solutions for them, too. Oh, I've yes. talked to so many obligers. There are so many imaginative, ingenious ways to get yourself out of accountability, to suit yourself, all the other aspects of your personality, how adventurous you are, how analytical you are, how extroverted you are. There's a There's so many ways to do it. Partly because there are so many obligers. There's many, many solutions Uh because there's many people who need these solutions. But I think if you spend your time thinking, like, how do I get the accountability in the way that feels right to me so I can do what I want? That's such a better use of your time and your energy than thinking, I need to change. There's something wrong with me. Other people do it better. Why do I need this?
0: And feeling bad about it. Don't change who you are. or Don't try to change who you are. Maximize who you are. Right. And there's no shame. Yeah, change your
1: situation. Change your surroundings. Change the setup. Change your schedule. Change the things around you to suit you. Yes. But the outside to suit you instead of feeling like you have to cram yourself into somebody else's model of what things should look like. Now, I have to say, I used to be terrible about this. I used to think, hey, and I'm an upholder, right? So I'm the least helpful. What works for me is so specific, which is everything, right? And I used to think, well, if it works for me, it will work for everyone. And if everybody would just get themselves organized and put it on the calendar and wake up early. yes. And then I finally was confronting like, it's not true. That isn't true. Just because something works for me absolutely doesn't mean that it works for anybody else. And 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 so everybody has to think about themselves. And whatever you are, there's a lot of other people like that, right? You know, right? There's nothing you wouldn't say to them. Oh, there's something deeply wrong with you. You need to change. You'd be like, no, let's just right. It, there's yeah. So anyway, I I have so many thoughts about this. I would be so curious to hear from other obligers. Again, I had never heard this phrase for it, which is which is a really harsh way of putting it. But I had heard many obligers say or suggest. That they needed to change.
0: No. Right. No, I thought when I read it, I thought, oh my gosh, this really taps into something that obligers feel the shame that they can't be different. That's why we meet so many people who say, well, I'm an obliger, but I want to be an upholder. People say that all the time. Well, yeah, and I mean, somebody said, well, it might be like straightforward
1: to get out of accountability, but it's not easy. And that's true. Sometimes it might be burdensome or tricky to get yourself that out of accountability, but that's what you need. And by the way, questioners, upholders, and rebels are all dealing with their own issues. Like There are things they're struggling with that you're not struggling with, that you're just not aware of. Right. Everybody's dealing with their stuff. Anyway, I'm so glad that Gina brought this up because this is something that's been in the back of my mind, but this mm. really was like shining a spotlight on something that I think is really important to emphasize, which is you don't need to change. And by <laughs> the way, we should say, if you do not know what we are talking about right. and you want to know if you're an upholder, a questioner, or rebel, go to GretchenRubin.com slash four tendencies, F-O-U-R, and you can take the quiz and get a report and get access to a lot of other resources if you want to learn more or if you want to learn more about things for obligers, there's there's resources for that too. But really important question, Gina. Thank you
0: for raising it. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a demerit related to her husband Jamie. But first, a break.
1: This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills.
0: Yeah. Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job.
1: dot com slash gretchen Rubin.
0: Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Okay, well, there's a little bit of a theme here, which is me snapping, which I do okay. snap. <laughs> that's
1: that's one of my things. So this is how I was snapping at Jamie, and this is very recent. So Jamie was super sick. And I was waiting on him hand and foot. I was waking up in the middle of the night when he was awake doing the whole thing. So gold star to me. But then the minute he got (laughs) better, I just was so impatient with him. I was snapping at him left and right at any excuse. No excuse. Almost kind of like I was making up for lost time. And I don't think that that was really (laughs) necessary. (laughs)
0: So, you, know. you that's funny. I think a lot of people probably do that, but maybe you can be extra nice to him now and make up for it. Yes. And he hasn't noticed me
1: not complaining, which is partly because I'm still complaining and partly because he's not noticing when I'm not complaining, but he definitely noticed the snapping. So okay. I will try to do better.
0: But Elizabeth, take us up. What is your gold star? I want to give a gold star to Jack's boxing coach, Fidel Braseno. Jack has been taking boxing with Coach, is what we call him, twice a week. And he is just the greatest coach. I mean... It's funny, mom and dad were here and they watched a lesson and dad was like, oh, I wish I'd had a coach like that ever. He just is constantly inspiring Jack, really getting him to work his hardest. I will sometimes peek into the workout and it is um, so tough. (laughs) Jack always leaves like feeling great and he wants to work hard, Mm. you know, for coach. Yes. He just inspires such respect but also he's really gentle and loving. And I think it's hard to have that combination in a coach where you're both sides of that coin. And it's just been so great for Jack to work out with him. And he is, I must say, getting a lot stronger. So I just want to give a gold star to a great coach because it's so important. And I think for, people can be life-changing, right, to have a good coach?
1: Okay, so this is making me think, first of all, I want to do Proverbs of the Professions for coaches. So all you coaches Uh, out there or anybody who's had a great coach or like a bad coach that you've learned from, send those in. But also, Elizabeth, you should ask him, what's his philosophy or what are the principles that he lives by? Because I bet this is Mm. one of those examples where – even though he's thinking about it in one domain, it actually is something that literally or figuratively a lot of us can use in our own circumstances. So someone who's obviously so gifted... Sometimes people like that aren't good at explaining it. They're naturals. But then sometimes they have their whole philosophy. So ask him. Uh, I'm going to
0: ask him. I bet he has something great to say on that subject. we will ask him.
1: Oh, good. Okay. So we'll stay tuned for that. The resources for this week. We're just past the 100th day of the year. That was April 10th. Woo! 100th day. And that is again, a great milestone to celebrate progress. If you're making progress, evaluate what's working and what isn't working and plan for the next hundred days. And if you haven't started on an aim yet, remember now is always the best time to begin. If you want a resource to help you, you can download my checklist for habit change. It's a one-page chart that's meant to help you deploy the different habit change strategies. Um, and then that's at GretchenRubin.com resources. Scroll down to Better Than Before. That's my book about habit change. And it's- there. And if you're looking for a new tool, sometimes it's fun to have a new tool to work on a habit or celebrate progress. You can go to happiercast.com store and use the promo code goldstar, one word, at checkout for 20% off the Happiness Project collection, but not the home goods. Those are excluded through April 17th. So you could do that. And then also one more thing. Don't forget to vote for the app if you're so inclined. HappierCast.com slash Webbies W-E-B-B-Y-S to cast
0: your vote. Elizabeth, what are you reading? I am listening to How Do I Unremember This? Unfortunately, True Stories by Danny Pellegrino. I
1: just finished a book, so I am about to crack open a new novel, True Biz by Sarah Novick. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Ask for a knock. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you.
0: Thank you to our executive producer Chuck Reed and everyone at Cadence Thirteen. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast@gretchenrubin.com. And if you like this show, oh, you know what to do. Right after you vote for the Webbies. <laughs> <laughs> Rate, review,
1: follow us wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends that's how most people discover our show.
0: Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us.
1: Onward and upward.
0: Gretch, I don't know if I told you, but Adam has completely turned our exercise room into a boxing gym. Oh. He's got a huge hanging bag that can slide back and forth to get it out of the way. He has weight bench, uh, a speed bag. Oh. Um, he's been using it too. Oh, so is he doing it too? Yes. Not with coach, but he's using the equipment. Who knew? Dogs and boxing. <laughs> I didn't see yes. it coming. <laughs>
1: From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property, it's the location and neighborhood.